0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. Unfortunately, no Dean tonight. Ray, how we feeling? Another rebuilding episode. And we got another shitty team. We got the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, depending on who you ask, I'm pretty fucking pumped. This is the A squad, so let's get it. You could say that. But, yeah, no, I mean, the Falcons, we were talking about before, like, they're a fucking weird, weird team. Uh, in a real... I feel like an awkward spot. So it's gonna be fun to go over their offseason preview and just spit out some ideas. I feel like we're gonna have some wild ones.
0: Right. Absolutely. Um so this Falcons team, we said weird, has maybe had the weirdest two year span of any team in the NFL. Um, 2021, they parted ways with longtime wide receiver Julio Jones, and then in twenty twenty two began the process of trying to get themselves out of Cap Hell. They were really in bad, bad spot at the start of twenty twenty two. Um, They tried to move off of franchise quarterback Matt Ryan. They ultimately did that um, in the move with Indianapolis. There were a ton of insiders who believed that a deal for Deshaun Watson was actually going to get deal, uh, was actually all but signed. But then, as we know, the Cleveland Browns emerged at the last moment. This team ultimately flipped Ryan for a third-round pick. And while all that was going on, the NFL suspended their star wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, for gambling on games, which is just so soft. (laughs) <laughs> um, Ridley has, sin- <laughs> Ridley has since been traded to the Jaguars with what we can call a what if deal where the compensation has many outcomes based on Ridley's availability and play. Um, as for the off season in 2022, Falcons brought in Marcus Mariota to be a bridge quarterback. Then they had a nice little draft, getting some good talent. Um, a lot of guys who have played meaningful snaps for them this season, And, hey, they almost made the playoffs. In terms of the numbers for this team, though, they're bottom 10 in pass yards, passing touchdowns, and explosive plays of 20-plus yards. And on defense, they were second to last in sacks with just 21. So, right, these last two years, this roster has really been lack of talent, but they've almost made the playoffs and almost won the division this year. I feel like, you know, we kind of talked about it before the pod. They do have some pieces – especially on the offensive line with Jake Matthews and Chris Lindstrom, who they just paid. And they got some young weapons, Kyle Pitts, and now Drake London. Um, so talk me through some of these pieces that you like on the on the roster and maybe some positions that they need to attack via free agency in the draft. Yeah, I mean,
1: I feel like uh, counter to what I would assume like an Arthur Smith uh, team and the like offensive general would do, but they really attack the skill positions hard. Um, Drake London and Kyle Pitts first round back to back. Kind of a uh, similar player types. I feel like there's both long, kind of unicorn athletes, uh, really physical, but they kind of have like I feel like similar just play style. So it was kind of a uh, ironic. And then I think my favorite pick of their draft was Tyler Algier, the running back out of what um, BYU, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, he had a low key like in, kind of insane year. I couldn't he believe didn't... he had a thousand yards when I listened. Dude, it. when I was doing my prep for this, I saw he had a thousand. I was like, wait, what? I was like, was that like a projection for next year? I was so confused. <laughs> Dude, the guys didn't start. Like playing until like didn't start until like maybe like halfway through the season too so uh he was really really efficient i think almost five yards to carry um and he's just like he's the type of runner that arthur smith wants he's fucking violent finishes runs hard uh doesn't offer much in like a pass catching sense i feel like he's gonna be a um like either 1a 1b in, in like a committee sort of deal like on third downs you may not want him in there but short yardage situations and uh just as like a bell cow, he's gonna fucking run hard, he's gonna tire out that defense. So, I really like that pick for them. And then, even um, another like mid round pick, Joy Anderson, uh, freak athlete. Everyone was talking about him, yeah. He was a big, big BTT guy, uh, talking about him after the senior bowl. Um, and he started down the stretch. I think he fits well in this defense, which I mean, I know we didn't bring it up yet, but their DC, uh, P's retired, so they're gonna be looking for a new one, I'm assuming. Um, same everything else is the same regime wise, so I'm assuming they're gonna to try to uh go back to another like three four scheme. So, where um, what you call it, so Troy Anderson hopefully will fit there long term as like a downhill, uh, two gap kind of uh linebacker. So, I really like his potential as well. And then, even someone from this last regime that we didn't even touch on, AJ Terrell, that guy's a bona fide uh top 10 cornerback. Uh, they're going to probably have to extend him soon, I would assume. I think what he, this was his third year, so... It could I'm be assuming.
0: after this offseason that he needs to get re-signed.
1: Well, I mean, I'm assuming... So this was his third year, so he's on the Quinnen track, right? So next year will be his fourth, and then they have a fifth-year option. So I think he can be extended this offseason. So that's something to look forward to, too. But he's a really good player. Uh, he's a true number-one corner, and on a pass defense that was just abysmal, uh, bottom 10 in almost every category, passing yards allowed, uh, yards per attempt, uh, passing touchdowns allowed, everything. So I think they someone that they need to extend long-term.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, they do have some nice players. Um, and we were talking about it, that it doesn't even really feel like it's an Arthur Smith team. Um, even some of the guys on the defense, it, it's, it's a really, really interesting roster. Especially... Well, it, I don't mean to cut
1: you off on one thing we okay. didn't even touch on just because it wasn't, they haven't really, um, Emphasize it recently draft wise, but they have a solid offensive line. Great. Offensive uh, line. Yeah, really, really good offensive line. I
0: think Lindstrom just got extended for big money, right? Yep, he did. And they extended Jake Matthews last offseason. So we'll get we'll get to some of their free agents. But as we're talking about the offensive line now, um, they did decline Caleb McGarry's Gary's fifth year option. Yes, he's a yeah. prior to the season. And he wasn't really panning out for them and just had a career year for them. So it'll be really interesting to see what they do with him because are you going to pay? He's going to get big money in free agency. Are you going to pay another offensive lineman when you just extended uh, Lindstrom? It'll be really interesting to see what they do with him. We'll get to him. Um, you mentioned this last draft. I'll kind of just go over what they did. Um, we had mentioned Drake London. He was first wide receiver off the board at one hundred eight. Then they took edge rusher from Penn State, Arnold Ebichetti who had an up-and-down year, but he'll be a piece for them next year and moving forward. Troy Anderson also went in the second round, pick 58. And then they took Desmond Ritter in the third round. Ritter got some run this year, looked okay, obviously. He's a rookie, played I think only three games um, when they decided to shut Mariota down, and Mariota left the team. So it'll be interesting to see what they do on the quarterback front too, if they roll with Ritter or if they – possibly look at to draft another one, or if they look for this veteran route, which we will definitely tackle um, another guy in the third round that I really liked going into last year. Didn't get too much run this year. Um, D'Angelo Malone, uh kind of an undersized edge rusher, but think he could be a piece in, in a rotation. Won't be your every down edge rusher. And then you mentioned Algier within a thousand yard season. So they did get some pieces from this last draft. Yeah, no, I
1: mean, they got some – it was a building block draft for sure. Um, And then, obviously, last year, draft for the first regime, Kyle Pitts, he's – I mean, he hasn't lived up to the hype, but no one could with the hype that he had. And then a sneaky good pick in round two, Richie Grant. He was their uh, second-leading tackler this year. I think he had like 120-something tackles, a couple picks. So that's a good piece on the back end for a pass defense that, besides um, A.J. Terrell, they're kind of lacking in talent on that back end. So I think he could be a good player going forward too.
0: Right. Let's kind of move into some of the free agent talk, especially with with their all their stuff going on. Um, we mentioned AJ Terrell. You just mentioned Caleb McGarry. What do you think they do with McGarry? Um, you know, if you you're putting your GM hat on right now, you think he gets a tag? I mean, he he's
1: an interesting one because, like you said, like he had a career year, but he was under that past regime. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they prioritize it. Uh, I think they have, as it stands now, I want to say about fifty six million cap space. So it's not like they can't afford him. I'm assuming it'd be like a 15 mil a year. Uh, and that's like the top end, like average annual salary. So okay. maybe they can work on an extension if he wants to stay there just because he's been playing his best ball. But I think I feel like on a, in a team that's kind of lacking a, a quarterback at the moment, I feel like you kind of want to have that, staple offensive line in place. So I think if you, you can work the uh, the numbers out, I think it'd be a good, because you have to you have to get a right tackle anyway. You know what I mean? Where, right. So it might as well spend the money on someone who's been doing it for you and is proven. So I'd lean yes.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, you mentioned the cap space. It's 56 in estimated cap space right now, but it could be closer to 70 million. That's what uh, I had to, yeah. Cap casualties. Um, talk about Mariota. Got Guns. bent at the end of the year. Um, they, if they cut him before June 1st, after all the dead cap, they would save around 9.5 million. Casey Hayward can also be cut who got injured at the beginning of the year, which I, I thought it was great signing, pairing him with AJ Terrell. Didn't obviously get to show it this year, but they could save 3 million with him. I don't know if, if, if it's for that money, I may bring him back, um, stable veteran in the secondary like him there. Some of the other notable free agents for the Falcons, um Rashawn evans lorenzo carter isaiah oliver good slot corner and elijah wilkerson who's playing left guard for them so who do you want to start with there
1: uh i had Rashawn evans i think is a, a big guy i feel like uh came over from that tennessee team so there's a little bit familiarity with the um with the organization and whatnot uh and i feel like they kind of need someone to pair troy anderson and kind of show him the ropes and he's just a He's a thumper, man. He's gonna be a big. He's a classic three, four inside linebacker. That's the scheme he's gonna fit. So I think it also be pretty telling if, um, if they bring in a, a maybe if they want to try to change the scheme up. I feel like he's probably gonna be out the door. So I feel like that could be. Um, it's gonna be. It could just be a result of whatever they do with that DC position.
0: Right. All right. Let's look at some targets for them in free agency. Um, we mentioned fifty-six million in cap space, but that looks like it is climbing and i actually saw one outlet i forget who it was that said that they could end up having the second most cap space of all these teams behind the chicago bears we're going to start with the quarterbacks um i really don't see them going the veteran route again if anything i think they give ritter the job and see how he plays but lamar jackson's so damn interesting um it's i'm so con- confused with what Baltimore is going to do. They haven't really let anybody in. Um, how do you feel about Lamar and on this roster?
1: I mean, I feel like on this roster in particular, I think it fits pretty well. I think he, I think this is Arthur Smith. What We all know what he wants to do. He wants to run the fucking football. So I think Lamar Jackson in that backfield, um, I think it just makes a lot of sense to be honest with you. I think, especially if you can bring back um, McGarry, you have that stable off the line that it's probably a top seven to 10 unit. Uh, and then you also, not to mention, we have, you have pits, London, you have young skill position players. I think it makes all the sense in the world, to be honest with you.
0: Right. Um, any other quarterback, possibly veterans that you thought they could bring in, or do you think they, they would probably roll with where with Ritter?
1: I feel like Ritter is going to uh, be in play regardless. Um, I think Lamar, I think Lamar is really like, the really intriguing one. I think Lamar is gone from, um, Baltimore. What do you, what do you think Lamar gets moved? Oh uh, yeah. with options. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I do. Um I mean, obviously we're not in we're not in the building, but just from everything that we've been reading, it it just feels like the disconnect. I felt like they were a a really strong unit since Lamar's got there. I felt like they really supported Lamar, feel like they always backed him, but I just feel like there's a disconnect between him and the organization now, and I just feel like it's kind of time to go. It's just so weird because have we ever seen 26 year old MVP kind of get moved after this first
1: contract. Yeah. I mean, I think it would take some severe balls on the uh, Ravens front office part, just because like optics and everything, like you said, I feel like the city of Baltimore and their fan base would kind of fucking riot. But that being being said, he has missed games. Uh, I think the fact that he didn't travel with the team to the playoff game, I think that's all we need to know. I think that's, I think once I heard that, I think he's gone, but um. I mean, it's interesting. You can make the because, like, let's be real. He's gonna get fucking paid. Um, oh, yeah. It's gonna be at least, probably more than that. Uh, Deshaun Watson, five year, what was a two hundred thirty million dollar contract, fully guaranteed, <laughs> which is just. Ins- I feel like, like logistically, thinking, like speaking, like giving that to a quarterback who's already missed his f- fair share of time. Um, it's it's risky, man. It's fucking risky, especially someone who relies on his legs so much, and he's not. I mean, even though I don't like when Josh Allen does, like he's no, he doesn't have that build to him either. You know, he's not like the biggest guy in the world to take that punishment for another five to seven years that you want him under center. I feel like it's just a problem waiting to happen. So, I feel like it would make. I feel like it's just be it's just so ballsy you on know, Baltimore. I'm I'm curious, what do you think the uh, compensation would be trade
0: wise? Um, what it was the trade for Russell Wilson? It was two firsts and a whole bunch of players will probably double that. It's, it's like, it's, it's going to be at least three firsts and probably a couple seconds. I mean, I, I know he's, he's been, I know he's been injured, but he's only 26. It's
1: crazy. What was it? I think the Sean Watson trade, I feel like that's kind of like the, um, I feel like that's probably the benchmark that's just for contract. Cause like you have to give him a new contract too. I, Russell didn't really get a new contract, right? He's on that. He was on the same old one. If I'm yeah. Not mistaken. He
0: was, yeah. He was on the same deal. I'm looking up what what it was for.
1: So that they got they got three. Yeah, I think uh, 2022, 2023, and 24. Yeah, fuck man, that's a lot to give up. I'm curious. I feel like you need an. I feel like for a team who was going to do that. It could be. It's going to be an owner who like wants to make a splash. And we saw, like you said, last year with the um Deshaun the talks. Like Atlanta wants to be in that market. They definitely 100% do. But I think they're going to also have to compete with their division rival in Carolina. So it'd be it's going to be it's going to be an interesting offseason dude. This
0: offseason is going to be wild. Yeah. I I wonder him ba- like, Baltimore franchise tag him? Like Oh, he's no, I
1: mean that, it's going to be just, No, he's getting tagged. That's a that's a guarantee. He's getting it's going to be a tag and trade.
0: That's just so crazy.
1: Yeah, that's why that's another thing too where it's just like then you have I, to I don't know. I'm just curious if the conversation, if the, tra- the, uh, the draft pick conversation is going to be as much as I thought, as, as we think, because it's just such so many moving parts, such a weird, cir- such weird circumstances. But that that being said, 26 year old former MVPs don't grow on trees. Someone's going right. to be willing to pay up. That's right.
0: I mean, we talk about it almost every week that these these coaches and these GMs feel so much pressure to get it done in year one and year two, and you said they're going into year three. Like, if they've been close to the making the playoffs with such a bad roster, like. You gotta make that extra push or it's curtains.
1: Yeah, that's a good point too. Where you said um you don't see them going to veteran market again. But I, let's say Lamar doesn't work out. I do think one name that intrigues me, I think a Ryan Tannehill, Arthur Smith reunion would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh we all know the situation Tennessee's in, they're in fucking dire cap situation right now. I think they can clean about 15 to 20 off the books, if I'm not mistaken, with uh if they get rid of Tannehill. So let me see. It's a 36. 36- yeah,
0: it's, uh, about nine. Yeah. So I think not even that much. Gone. I think that Tennessee team's tearing it down.
1: Yeah, I would assume so. So I think maybe a t- a pretty friendly deal. They can probably get him, I want to say, like 15 to 20 mil a year, maybe. So if they miss out on Lamar, I can see them bringing in Tannehill and give him the robes early on. And if he struggles, do what happened with Mariota and just let um Ritter – maybe Ritter learned a little bit. He grew from sitting on the bench a little bit longer. So I think that could be an option too.
0: Right. He just – I just hate this area of no man's land for, for some of these teams. Yeah. Um, at a certain point you just you have to pick a direction to I mean
1: it's it's the like, worst place, it's the worst place to be in football. And it really is. I mean, it's tough, but I mean they have the money and they have I feel like it seems like they have the owner who's willing to make the splash. So let's see. Um I mean, I'm curious, dude. This offseason to be there's so many moving quarterbacks where it's like anything can happen
0: right who's some other uh some other free agents outside the quarterbacks that, that you're looking at for this team
1: um so i feel like if especially if they end up spending big they're gonna have to kind of look for some deals on the other end like other spots i think Micole hardman makes a lot of sense uh yeah, george too. george yeah no georgia kid i think he gives them a little bit of a different element what they have in pits and um what's his name i don't know why yeah, thank you. I think he's a smaller... He's going to be a field stretcher. He's got that burning speed. So I think that could be a good dynamic to um, uh, bring in. Then on the defensive side of the ball, I think Jadavion Clowney makes a lot of sense too. Uh, a veteran, I think he, he'd probably be cheap, like a two years, 20, 18 to $20 million contract. Um, he didn't really turn into that elite pass rusher everyone thought he would be when he came out of South Carolina, but he's still a great run stopper. He fits his scheme super well, and I think he'd even help... Uh, mold Epiketti a little bit. They kind of have similar frames and whatnot. So I think that'd be a really good veteran uh, sign to bring in for
0: some edge help. Nice. I like that. Um, Kind of a similar player, uh, a player who was actually on Atlanta before, who I just was thinking about Dante Fowler also kind of fits in the scheme, obviously played in the scheme. Um, He's kind of bounced around, but another veteran that they could bring in some other Free agents that I was looking at. I also had Michael Harmon on my list. I think they desperately need to add a field stretcher, big play guy that's not Demir Bird. Um, Paris Campbell was a guy I thought of. Hadn't really been healthy for pretty much his entire career. Got healthy this year. Played well. Um, they just need some speed and they need a little little more versatility than what Pitts and what London do, um, just to spread the ball out a little bit more. And on the defensive line, somebody like Dalvin Tomlinson or uh, or Sheldon Rankin's somebody that can eat up blocks and create space for for Grady Jarrett. He's got absolutely no help on the, on that defensive line. He's a really good player, but they need somebody to just eat up blocks and let let Jarrett go to work and not face as many double teams.
1: Yeah, no, I like that uh idea too. I think they, they definitely need some more beef up in the middle too uh to go with Grady Jarrett. And then one more name too um just to join that uh Kyle Pitts in that tight end room. I think Austin Hooper. He's a free agent from Tennessee. I think a reunion with Arthur Smith makes a lot of sense as a tight end too. Uh give him some versatility. And Arthur Smith always loves using tight ends. So I think it would make a lot of sense.
0: Right. Yeah, should be really interesting, um, especially with the whole Lamar impact, because I feel like a whole bunch of teams, especially these quarterback needy teams at the top, are going to be willing to maybe part with, with some of their picks. Um, so Atlanta, definitely a possible landing spot. For Lamar Jackson, let's move towards the draft. Um, This Falcons team has eight picks. They got three in the top 76. They have two mid to high round second, fourth round picks. Um, Quickly, before we start this mock, how aggressive do you think they're going to be? Let's let's play. They didn't sign Lamar Jackson. They didn't bring in any of these veteran quarterbacks. How aggressive do you think they're going to be to try to move up for a quarterback if they don't sign one of those guys? It's kind of a far way to go. They got Houston, Indy, Seattle, Detroit, Vegas, all ahead of them. And I think probably at least three of those teams will end up drafting quarterbacks. Where do you, where do you see them in the quarterback market if they don't get one of these veteran uh, free agents?
1: Well, logistically, I don't think they have the ammunition to get up to one. Uh, it doesn't really make sense for me to me for Chicago to go back that far. I feel like, um, I feel like Indy is a prime spot for them. So I think if, if um uh Atlanta and I'm looking for a quarterback, it's gotta be with the Cardinals. I think that number three pick and when that happens, you're most likely getting the third quarterback. Uh that being said, um I really do love Will Levis fits with here. I feel like Will Levis is an Arthur Smith guy. I don't I really I think he's runs that pro style offense. I think I think if fit makes sense. But that being said, I think you just took um Ritter day two. They're not really similar, but like I feel like you might as well it just depends. It depends what they what this regime thinks they have in in terms of like a leash. I would personally run it back with Ritter again, give him a second year, and then hope, if he sucks, it's going to be a fucking train wreck anyway. And you'll have a higher pick next year where you have to go make a splash. So, me personally, I would stay put. But I think three is the absolute like ceiling of where they can, where they can possibly get.
0: Right, makes sense. Um, so we're gonna start to move into the mock. We're doing the first three rounds. Pick 8, 45, and 76 for the Falcons in the first three rounds. Um should be real interesting. We're going to get the mock set up right now. We'll see if how this uh,
1: prediction goes for the first fucking, what, six picks, seven picks. It's been
0: pretty brutal the last few times I've done it. Yeah, it's not always the best, but... <laughs> But we'll do it. All right. So, so who do we got? All right. So we're picking at eight oh, off wow. the board. It went Jalen Carter, Will Levis, Will Anderson, Bryce Young, Miles Murphy, CJ Stroud, and then Anthony Richardson at seven to Las Vegas Raiders. Absolutely love that. Um, so we're on the board here. Thought process, uh, areas of need. Who are you looking at here?
1: Uh, I think Tyree Wilson makes all the sense in the world of this pick. Um, I think he fits the scheme perfectly. He's a big power. He's a little bit of a re- – It's kind of redundant I, a little bit to what uh, they got in Ebiketti last year. But I think he's just a much better player. I think he's perfect for that 3-4 uh, outside linebacker position for them.
0: Yeah, I like Tyree Wilson. I also really like Brian Bursey here too. Um, I feel like him and Jarrett would be really nice as your as your down lineman in that three, four um, Paris Johnson, also possibility if, uh, if they don't re-sign McGarry. Um, but I think I'm with you. I think we roll with Tyree Wilson here. Yeah. I, th- I think proceed makes a lot of
1: sense too. Um, but for me, he's a little bit more projection just based off what he's done in college. I really like uh, Tyree Wilson's tape. I think he's that power plays immediately in this
0: scheme. So I think we go him. Nice. Love it. So we're taking Tyree Wilson off the board at pick number eight. We'll be back on the clock. At pick 44, our boy Cody Mock here. Mock.
1: I think Darnell Wright makes a little bit more Darnell sense. Darnell Wright them. Makes,
0: makes a lot of sense. Um, Mozzie Smith also makes some sense to me. I'm trying to think of who else we, we like in this range. With the uh, best corners available, let's see who we got. I feel like we kind of missed the run there. It looks like a lot went before yeah, us. We, we we did miss the run. Emmanuel Forbes, I do like Deontay Banks. Um, I've been seeing his name come up a lot more recently. I haven't watched him yet. Uh, yeah, he's a really good player. He's physical as hell. Um, i I've seen his name get thrown out in the in the first round, which. I personally don't see, especially with all the corners that are going to get taken in the first round. I think there's probably going to be at least five taken in the first round. I don't see it, but don't hate that here. Um, but I, I, think, think I'm, uh, I think I'm with you. I think Darnell Wright makes a ton of sense for this think, roster, especially if they don't bring back McGarry. Yeah, I think
1: put him at right tackle, it's an easy transition. He's got the size. I think it makes a lot of sense. Love it.
0: So Darnell Wright tackle from tennessee off the board at pick 44 we're coming up on our third round pick here i like that pick too just
1: because i feel like in the this regime in particular they haven't really because i feel like their offensive line has been good they haven't really spent a lot of early premium picks on offensive line so i think it's good to get some youth in that position
0: right all right what are we thinking here we just went trenches for both of these picks um I honestly love this Rasheed Rice pick here in the third round. Get some Ooh. speed. Um, I also don't hate...
1: Um,
0: I don't hate uh,
1: Jair Brown either.
0: Yeah, I, I, was looking at him he, I was looking at him or Battle possibly to bring Ooh, in. But... Battle makes a lot of sense with this team. Yeah. Put him at
1: strong safety. I feel, I've, I love that pairing of him and Richie Grant. He's a he's gonna be a leader on that back end too. That's like a that's a culture pick.
0: Yeah. All right. We're between battle and I. I really like Rasheed Rice too. I like the.
1: What the, other? Let's let's see what other receivers we got because they could use some. I guess. But like they've already spent so much at
0: so much premium assets at receiver where it's like. Yeah, we're in the third round though. True. And uh, none of, none of these guys I would take here, unless we're drafting our boy Chuck. Kari. Chuck, <laughs> fuck! I love that guy. Um, it's actually it's actually
1: hysterical how early I'm going to take him in all the dynasty leagues. Just let you know, <laughs> it's fucking bad.
0: What if he goes undrafted? I don't give a fuck. He's not going undrafted. Um, yeah, I think Battle or Jair Brown. I think Battle makes a ton of sense. Like you said, airing him on that on that back end. I think that's a. He's just a. I feel like he's solid too. He's just he's. Been there, done that at Alabama. I think that's a really good uh culture pick. Nice. So we went Jordan Battle there in the third round. He had a he had kind of a weird year for Alabama. It yeah, was... he's a
1: he's just a different type of player, I feel like. He's not gonna be that flashy, you know, he's not gonna blow up the combine, but solid, solid tackler. He can he can cover well. He's just not the fastest. So um I think he's gonna be more used more in the box at the next level, but I think he's gonna be a really solid pro.
0: Right. And as PFF grades our draft, we'll see what we got. We got to be much better than our Chicago Bears draft, even though PFF doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, So, again, just a little review. We went Tyree Wilson edge from Texas Tech in the first round. Then we went other side of the trenches on the offensive side. We took tackle Darnell Wright from Tennessee, and then we took Jordan Battle safety from Alabama. Really like what we did there. I'm sorry, but that Jordan battle pick getting a fucking C is bananas. That guy's going, that guy's going round two. PFF big board at 81. Woof. Yeah, who makes this
1: fucking big board.
0: Hit us up. got to relook your rankings, guy. Okay?
1: I wouldn't take their, I wouldn't take a job there for old King Midas's silver.
0: <laughs> All right, my friend. Anything else you want to cover?
1: Um, I don't know. I think that's it. What's what do we got uh, for the next episode this week. Tell, tell um, our listeners.
0: So, right. We have a very extensive schedule um, for these ne- for these next few months. Um, we're releasing two pods a week. We're going to bring you a ton of more of these rebuild episodes. We're going to do position rankings. We're going to have mock drafts. We're going to have some some best day two guys we like. Um, for this week, we're doing favorite player fits on uh, on Thursday, so that'll be coming out on Friday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. We're gonna everybody's got three players that we like and uh, perfect fits on teams.
1: Let's go. We got Dean back, unfortunately, for that one. So got some good
0: good lols though. Yeah, some good lols, especially when his fucking player fits suck. <laughs> All right. So that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed our rebuilding the Atlanta Falcons episode. As I said, stay with us. We're going to have a favorite prospect, Team Fits, coming out on Friday. So stay tuned for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2022 2023 season. Ray, appreciate you, my friend. Peace out.